white my legs are. <laughs> my legs are so white on this right now. You, you never know that, honey. <clears throat> what is this? What is this getup you're wearing? What are you talking about? <laughs> this is like Farmer Dylan right here. For oh, Farmer Dylan. Farmer Dylan. Oh gosh. What's going on, everyone? My name is Dylan. I'm Aubrey. We are the Mangoes. How are you doing? Good. How was, lunch? How was lunch? Good. It was, good. It was very... Mm, using the last bits of what we have before I need to go grocery shopping. Yeah, we're, we're getting to that point now mm. where we went in about two weeks ago. Yeah. And got all of our groceries and now we are finally running out of things to eat. Well, and the thing is, is that like... <sighs> I'm doing my normal grocery shopping, but I feel like I need to get more because we're now like here and we're eating every single meal yeah. here. So I feel like we're you we're eating a lot more food because we're actually here, not going to Durham for the weekend, going to Lenore for the weekend, or you eating out lunch or anything like that. So it's just like I feel like we're eating more food. I mean, we went through thirty six eggs, y'all. Yeah. 36 eggs. I went, I went to Sam's Club and... I never... I thought we were going to waste so many eggs and we went through them. And I got all these eggs. From and Sam's I came, Club. And I came uh, home and she looked at me like I was crazy that I was I like, bought. Dylan, we're never going to eat this many they, eggs. They wouldn't even allow... Like you couldn't just buy like the Well, because it's pack. Sam's Club. You had to buy 36 of them. But we ate all 36 eggs. We ate eggs. all 36 eggs, which I'm in shock when we actually went through it. Yeah. It was kind of amazing. All right. Sorry for the technical difficulties. <laughs> we, uh, I started recording and my battery like just died on this recorder. You'd think with what I you do, I would have been... Uh, you over here out of breath, sir? I would have been uh, prepared for that. No. So we had to plug in the recorder Goodness real quick. But anyway, sir. Um, your uncle's company has switched over some of their production to mm -hmm. making masks making masks not the, like the not the mask that um that should be given to like hospital workers no they are technically well, they are. yeah they, he he did a lot of research and he's made them basically as good as the n95, n95 ones because the the liner in between or something like that in the middle of it is waterproof and whatever material they usually use so it's apparently just as good as N95s, so we have a few of those, um, so that when I go grocery shopping, I can wear it. But yeah, and that, feel that's protected. what I was trying to get to is that when you go grocery shopping, yes, tomorrow you're gonna have to wear. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll feel more protected and yeah, better feel more comfortable going to the grocery store. Yeah, now that it's gotten a little bit more crazy. Yeah. Well, speaking of protection, I have a new part of my wardrobe. Now Jeez. that's even more of my, my last addition to my wardrobe. I have, I still have my Chacos on from the last podcast. I, I don't know what's happening here. But I've, I've added a new, a new thing to my wardrobe for the summer. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> how do you, how do you like it? I mean, if it helps me from not hearing you whine about being burnt, that's fine <laughs> by me. <laughs> if it protects you from burning and so I don't have to hear you complain about being burnt that's that's fine by me well you may get some looks from the neighbors but oh well <laughs> there's a guy across the street this morning power washing his his driveway with one on i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> okay 
He was also in the shade. He was in the shade. I don't know <laughs> Sorry, why. Sorry, I don't know why he had it on. <laughs> no, I just watered the grass this morning, so I was uh, walking around doing my 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 yard work. We've we've run out of things to do we here. We really have, I've, y'all. I'm coloring. I ordered me an adult coloring book and markers from Amazon, and I've been coloring so that it resists my urge to just scroll on my phone through all the social medias. I'm trying to find ways to not be scrolling on my phone. So I resorted to getting a, an adult coloring book. Yep. Yep. It's actually you've nice. Done, you've done what? Three so far? Yeah, I'm on my fourth. <laughs> you're on your fourth. I'm on my fourth page. But you, I mean, the ones that you've done, I mean, it's it's not like a, a regular coloring book. Where no, it's, 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 it's adult. It's oh. very intricate and different designs yeah, and it's, stuff. it's it's very elaborate yeah so, it's, it, so takes it keeps her me busy it takes her a while to do that yeah and it keeps me busy and at least entertained so i'm not scrolling and scrolling and scrolling but there through is TikTok. there is a tiger in the in the book are you gonna color that soon i probably will and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Are you transition. trying to segue? I'm trying to segue <laughs> into our our talking, our talking uh, segment today Tiger of Tiger King. Y'all, you look like you could work at maybe the, this is the zoo was, right now. I was just trying to get into the role. You could straight up be walking around. I was trying. What to, was it? GW Zoo. Yeah, GW Zoo. You could out be walking in, uh, around GW Zoo in Oklahoma, just, Oklahoma. Or we can take a stroll down to Myrtle Beach. Safari. Well, funny thing and you is, can work there. <laughs> we, we can get into that in a little bit. Um, oh my god! But hit my mic. yeah, I mean, I, I dressed the part today for it. I was, I was ready. <laughs> I was ready. But there's, there's been a lot in the news recently that uh, Joe Exotic has potentially has uh, Corona. coronavirus. Oh, as, as a prisoner. The thing is, is I don't know how Corona could have gotten into the. Jail cells, unless visitors. Visitors, I mean, that's the biggest. That's the number one concern right now. But I, I would assume it'd be like the nursing homes, and they would stop. Well, and I see in Iran though, all the prisoners in Iran right now have been released. What? A lot of them because of fear of because you got to think all these people are in like confinement together. It doesn't take very long for one person to get it for all of them to get it because it spreads so quickly. Oh, that's not um, a good idea. So there's a really big uh, push right now to protect the prisoners in the prison system here because they want to make sure that they all stay healthy. Because if one person gets it, oh, or even yeah. a, even even if a guard brings it in or a cafeteria worker oh, brings it in, I mean it's it's it'll spread very very fast because everyone's living in confinement. But getting back to our talking point, getting we're going to talk about Tiger King today. But also, they have apparently reopened Carol Baskin's husband's death. Oh yeah, I saw that. I don't know if that's true. I don't you see I don't that's what I'm saying. Allegedly see, see, like Facebook Facebook likes to talk a lot of stuff. A lot all the time. Well, they have, and bring up articles that are not so true just to get hype. I don't know. If they do, she she killed him. She absolutely there are um, too I just many. searched Google Oh, look at that. Sheriff what? seeking new leads in Carol Baskin <gasps> case. She killed Says him. events were suspicious. Okay, we're not going to get too far, though, because people might not know what we're talking about. So there's a Netflix documentary. If you don't have Netflix, you need to get the free trial just so you can watch Tiger King. So it's a, it's an episodic. It's about seven episodes. Yeah. 
Um, it's a documentary series. It's a, it's a documentary that they've kind of split up into seven different episodes. It's all about 45 minutes each. Yeah. Um, from a filmmaking standpoint, very well done. It was. I saw a lot of things that they did in the documentary that most people don't notice. Um, and they, they did a very well job, um, very good job with it. Uh, storytelling, amazing. Oh, awesome. But the entire, the entire documentary revolves around three main characters. It's Joe Exotic, which is, he runs a... Uh, GW. Basically zoo. A, a zoo in... It's a private zoo. It's a private hel- privately held zoo yeah. in Oklahoma. It has like... Uh, 270 tigers and and, and things different of that animals nature. and then there's a guy by the name of doc Antle, which if that sounds familiar it's for anybody that lives in north carolina um he runs a zoo down in myrtle beach um which is in south carolina but most north carolinians go, go to, to go to go to south carolina beaches. and myrtle beach for the beach mm-hmm. um and so Doc Antle, he owns a zoo in, in in Myrtle Beach, and I have actually personally been there before. That's crazy. Um, when I was a really young kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the final person is a woman by the name of Carol Baskin, and <gasps> she runs uh, Big Cat Big Cat Rescue. Um, that basically they say that they rescue cats from these zoos yeah. um, to protect them. Um, and, and, and the, the main thing that is, uh, the main point that they're trying to draw across from this documentary is that there's more tigers in captivity than there are, than there are in the wild. And because they are considered an endangered species now, um, they're not supposed to be sold. Like you cannot technically sell a cat you can breed like them you can yourself breed them, but and you cannot, keep them. And, and keep them, but you cannot, you cannot sell them sell to the, other zoos. Yeah. But there's this entire underground world of oh, yeah. illegal traders. So to give Well, up, and Carol Baskin is trying to pass a bill of what? To stop the breeding? It's just to stop. Or just over overbreeding it's, or something it's like to that. Stop, it's to stop any private for people to not be able to privately own exotic animals. Yes. And it's not just tigers. It's monkeys. All it's, the it's, exotic it's animals. all these exotic animals. So the, the documentary, I'll give a quick synopsis, but I don't want to give too much like that because I want you, you guys to go watch you need it. You to go watch it. But it starts out where the filmmaker behind it, the producer, um, I forgot his name off the top of my head now, his entire premise was he was making a documentary about endangered species when it comes to snakes. Yeah. And so the entire documentary starts out that way where he's kind of undercover looking at different snakes. Well, while he's well, in there, the trade of snakes. In the trade of snakes. And while he's there, a guy pulls up to buy some snakes. And while he's in there buying the snakes, he's like, <laughs> oh, by the way, why don't you come out to my van? I got a surprise for you. So look what all, I just picked up. Yeah, look what I just picked up. So they, they walk out there and they open the door and they're in, in a hot van that has no AC or anything. A snow in leopard. In a cage is a snow leopard. A snow leopard. And the, the, the producer, who's still kind of not undercover at that time, but still asking like, well, where'd you get that? And so this guy's entire world has been turned upside down. He goes I mean, from making a small little documentary about snakes to getting into this massive 
undertaking. The documentary took over five years to make. I mean, of him following the tracks of these tigers and and how these people live their lives. Well, and it's just crazy because he's he starts off about you know the trading of these big cats, and then he finds this guy Joe Exotic. And you feel as though, like, at the beginning of the documentary, it's just kind of going to be about Joe Exotic and how crazy he is and, like, what he does and stuff. But then it just goes from there. there there's a lot of ups and downs in the documentary throughout. I mean, I they make you imagine. They make you start off hating Joe for what yes. he's doing. And then they switch over to Carol Baskin, and they make you hate Carol Baskin and because love Joe. Because Joe Exotic... Joe Exotic hates Carol Baskin. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into that. And and then at the very end of the documentary, you hate everybody. Yeah, you just hate them all. Yeah. Because you just see that it's a money racket for and, them. And there's a, been a big backlash on social media now for Carol Baskin, the Big Cat Rescue, and a lot of things have come out from them saying that they were misdirected from Netflix about everything, and they thought that... This was going to be a documentary that was for the good of the Tigers. Well, yeah. in actuality, it was Netflix basically exposing all of these, all these people. privately owned zoos yeah. and just the things they do for money. Yeah. So, so the problem, the problem stems from this. This GW Zoo has all these exotic animals, and they charge for people to come in, just like any normal zoo. Um, that they can get an up close and personal look at these tigers. But not only that, they can do what's called uh, cub, um, cub petting. And yeah. they can because come it's in. like at, between the because uh, they only have a small window with these cubs that they can interact with humans before they start. It's about, attacking. Six, it's about six months. Yeah. Six months. The the cubs won't like hurt you or anything. They're just playful. They're just playful. Yeah. And so during these six months, you can come in and anyone can pay and, and, and do that. And, and basically Doc Antle does this as well down in South Carolina. Well, there's just, well, it's like you see about Joe Exotic and Doc, but then it just goes off and shows all these other people that buy these cubs and all from all around the world. Yeah. There's Jeff Lowe and then there's... Oh well, it's gosh. just pri- it's just privately I, it's just privately held people like they'll people will buy them and take them to Las Vegas and then and then like use them to to just attract women and and stuff like that. But oh, I, I can go on a whole thing about Jeff Flow. Yeah. So the whole premise behind the whole series is uh, Carol from Big Cat Rescue is fighting against both of these uh, Joe Exotic and uh, Doc Antle to get these these tigers rescued basically and put them into a, a place that they can live the rest of their lives but in all actuality the netflix reveals that carol baskin charges money for people to come in and look at the tigers well and she also where these privately owned zoos they hire you know workers for the zoo well Carol Baskin has this whole volunteer program where you volunteer for so many years and there's so many different stages and they're just volunteers. She has all these people feeding the cats and taking care of the cats and all of that, doing her dirty work 
for free. Yeah. I mean, which I mean, I mean, I, there's a lot of places, I mean, nonprofits, for example, they have a lot of volunteers. Absolutely. But the way that she goes about, she goes it. about it, but Netflix also reveals that earlier in her career, she was also breeding yeah. and selling tigers. I mean, she's in this, she tries to make herself better than all the other people by slapping on rescue to her name and saying that she's here for the cats and she's here to provide for the cats and be the voice for the cats. But in actuality, she's also making a money racket out of it as well. Yeah. I mean, but so, and and then the, the bombshell from the entire documentary is they reveal that Carol Baskin's millionaire husband, vanished just apparently just disappeared disappeared is what they are saying and she uh everyone everyone in the documentary thinks that she fed them to the tigers i think so too (laughs) um and so there's something there's this big there's this big conspiracy which i mean now the case has been reopened according to a lot of different news outlets yeah um that they're now investigating again because there was a lot of cover-up. For example, um, she stole the will of of his. Well, she became he, the executor. Well, she she gave the will, or the husband gave the will to his assistant. Yes. For his business, he mm-hmm. was a he was just like a real estate investor, so he owned yeah. a bunch of property. Um, and when he died or when he disappeared she went and broke into his office carol did and took the will changed her name as the executor but at the very top of the will also said in case of death or disappearance and it's like and they bring in all these like his lawyer that he had or is his attorney that he had and all these other like lawyers and all and they they ask like have you ever seen death or disappearance on a will and they've said all said no No. disappearance has never been just like thrown on a will like what yeah Yeah. but the the thing the thing that got me the most was throughout this entire documentary it it was it's it's kind of hard to explain but Joe Exotic had his own TV show and he had a producer for that TV show. But then there was also a Netflix crew there the past five years filming them as well. So it was like a a film crew, but then like, then there was the film crew filming the film crew. Well, but the thing is also that the producer of Joe Exotic TV also was making his own reality show about Joe Exotic TV. So there was is, yeah. Joe Exotic TV. Then there was the producer filming all the behind the scenes of Joe Exotic TV. Then also the Netflix series. Well, and what <laughs> I don't I don't know if people really remember all these these different reality shows, but Dang. there was a summer. When I was back in college, and I actually filmed on a reality uh, a reality set um, of a of a race car shop that 
they had some characters in it type thing. And they thought basically what you do is you make what's called a sizzle and you submit that sizzle to the TV network and say, Hey, here's a potential like reality series that we can make. And at that time it was, there was, it was funny how there was one summer that it was, it was a big thing. So for example, I don't know if anyone's ever watched it, but like lizard lick towing recovery. Oh yeah. So like that, that type of stuff that was all happening at the same time. So here was this producer that was not affiliated with Netflix that was trying to basically make a, a, a sizzle reel based on what Joe did at his zoo. Yeah. Um, and was just trying to make them famous. And, but then what was crazy was that then there was a Netflix crew behind the scenes filming all of this. That's what I'm just, it's just it's crazy. But what got me the most is, and I haven't really seen it be mentioned anywhere, really. Um, the producer for the reality series, he never, he, he claims that he never backed up any of his footage and all the footage was in the shed. Yeah. And there was a shed, there was a shed where they filmed and had a studio and it got burned down randomly while Joe exotic was out of town. Yes. And the entire reality show was basically lost because all the, the hard drives burned up, Allegedly, but, but they blamed the producer because they thought that he was paid by Carol Vaskin to burn down the studio so that he yeah. would not get famous from the reality show. Yeah, but in turn, he's he in his interview with Netflix, he was like, "Why would I like I had this like million dollar idea?" Yeah, this million dollar idea that I've already have the deal with some network to produce this reality show he was like why would i destroy that yeah but but then there was but then they showed clips and that yeah and that's, what that's I was, the weird part that's what i was trying to get at was throughout the documentary on netflix they showed like clips from the reality series so and and a lot of people like i said a lot of people haven't noticed this no. yet but i think I personally believe that there is a copy of all the footage. And the whole reason that the producer blames that the place got burned down, all his footage was destroyed is because when Joe exotic came out that he was going to be doing a reality show, he signed a deal with this TV network, as well as the producer saying that he didn't own any of the rights to any of the footage. Yeah, the network and the producer own and the, the, net- the network thing. and the producer own all the rights. And basically they told Joe, we can make you famous or not. Well, the producer blames Joe thinking that Joe didn't want them to be able to control how he was portrayed. And so it, he went and burned yeah. down his studio. Well, and it was just such a coincidence that he just happened to be out of town when it burned down and all. Yeah. And, and then it showed clips of when Joe exotic was filming a video about the burning of the building and putting out like an ad of like, if you know who did this, like come forward and there's a prize yeah. and all this, but it showed like him just like kind of nonchalantly like, mm, let, let me retake that. Let me like, yeah. it was just real too. They showed, they, it wasn't yeah. genuine, which made me feel like, mm, 
I yeah. think Joe Exotic was maybe in on it. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it was just, it, to me, I think that there's a lot more to this story than what has been portrayed oh, already. Yeah. Um, and I'm excited to see what is the backlash from this because, I mean, obviously what what Joe did was wrong in the sense that he was breeding and selling exotic animals yeah. And and that's not you're not supposed to do that, but then there's so many other sides too that what Carol Baskin has done, yeah, is also wrong. Yeah, well, and it was like it was just a back and forth fight between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, just like literally nonstop back and forth, spending thousands and millions of dollars to like figure out like when Joe Exotic was touring around the United States with all the animals, Carol Baskin spent millions of dollars Mm -hmm. to send these people out to track him so that they can go to the mall before he even gets there. You didn't, you didn't say what he was doing. He was, there was a thing back in the day where he would, he had a semi and this is how Joe made most of his money is he would breed the cats and then as long as they were under six months, he would tour around America to different malls and would have petting zoos basically inside yeah. the malls. And all these malls, they loved, they loved having because these tigers they thought it was there a because great it, idea. Was, it was a great way to bring people inside. Um, it was a, it, that, that was during a big moment in the culture of online shopping becoming the norm and malls kind of going down under. So malls really saw this as a way to get people in their doors, but they didn't think of the the ramifications yeah. of that. And Carol started following them around and paying people to follow them around. And yeah. they would, and, and, and Carol's community is over 2 million strong. And she would let people know, hey, this mall's about to have an event with Joe. And they would spam email the, the mall and say, yeah, this mean, is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. And so Joe started losing money, which then yeah. which then introduced the hatred for Carol Baskin. And and then eventually oh, yeah. in the end of the, the documentary, Joe now is in prison, like we talked about. Um, but it's, for one, breeding the animals and, and selling them. Well, but it was initially... Because he had supposedly paid someone to go kill Carol Baskin. But then once they started going into the the case, once they started going into the case, they realized it wasn't nearly as strong. So they went and searched his entire zoo for more evidence of just anything they could catch so that... And found paperwork that he had sold animals. Yes, paperwork that... Yeah, I mean, like, it was just... They dug up so much stuff so that they had a harder case on him so that they had multiple different charges on him. Yeah. I mean, it's... The whole series is just a whirlwind. (laughs) It's a great series. Oh, absolutely. It really is. I mean, because... Well, and it's just like... The storyline is just so good because they start on the storyline of like Carol and Joe's hatred for each other. And then in one episode, they just solely base it on like Carol's background and all about her and like her journey into the big cat like world and with her husband and then her husband disappearing. And then it was it's just insane how they planned out the whole series. Yeah. I mean, it's 
beautiful. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and I've kind of read some just trying to do my own research about the backgrounds of the producers for Netflix. And they are the same producers that did uh, uh, Blackfish. So Blackfish is the uh, the movie on SeaWorld with all oh, the yeah, yeah. with all the the whales or not the, is it the whales like SeaWorld yeah it's yeah, the, yeah yeah the whale uh, yeah the yeah yeah whatever <laughs> well, hold on I'm trying to think yeah, of the, it. yeah. The, the whales and the dolphins and stuff and it's the same producers and I read online that these producers and I I mean I I see this in in myself all the time is they came. To Carol Baskin and, and Carol Baskin basically told them, look, like we have people come in all the time wanting to do like documentaries about us, but we never let anyone do it. And they then use their clout of, well, we've done black, uh, blackfish before. Oh. Um, and so she saw that as an opportunity of, oh, well, these people are good. They're wanting to do good. They're wanting to show our conservation efforts. When in reality... <laughs> they already knew about Carol Baskin and that the fact that she was not who she said she was really She's not this big conservationist yeah. like they, like at that, like she talks about. And so they, the producers, um, which I think is just amazing. They saw right through that and convinced her oh, yeah. to do this Netflix documentary and then ripped her apart. And now <laughs> well, it's not she's that they getting ripped, ripped her apart. apart they just showed the true side of her. And what amazed me of the documentary is just the amount of people they got to interview. Mm-hmm. Like, I, because I know, I I hear from you about how hard it is to schedule and get all these, like, when you've done your different documentaries of, like, scheduling interviews with people. And, like, you don't even have the amount of interviewers that, like, they did. I mean, well, granted, this was also shot over five years. Well, I know, but, but a lot still. of it's it's one of those things that the documentary is so good because they took so long. They yeah. dove so deep into the story that if they had just spent a year on it, they probably wouldn't have gotten half or even three fourths no. of what they got because they constantly dug deeper and deeper and deeper. Oh yeah, and they would they continued to convince people to be a part of this documentary and, and through it so many different ways that Joe didn't know that they were also following Carol Baskin's side. Yeah. Doc Antle knew that they were just doing a, a documentary with Joe. Yeah. And so they had all these three people thinking that like the documentary that they were making was solely to like promote them. Yeah. When in reality, it was to tear them all apart. Oh, absolutely. And what they're and doing. It's just how, doing that from from my point of view, like that's, that's a logistical nightmare to oh, keep yeah. everyone quiet that no one talks about like, oh, well, I saw this Netflix crew over at Carol Baskin's place. Like, yeah. it's, it's a thing. It's a thing that I can't imagine the amount of work that went into keeping this a secret for five oh, yeah. years and now only releasing it just because Joe Exotic's uh, case has finally been heard. And I know he's filing for appeal right now and, and yeah. all this mess. But um, it's it, it was... Every single episode, it would end, and me and Aubrey would look at each other, and we were just like, What like, in the world was that? Like, I can't believe well, it. Well, and it's just like, it amazes me 
like, okay, we live in the South. Like, there's some crazies in North Carolina. But the people in the rest of the United States, like, in Oklahoma, I mean, like, oh, my gosh. I just never knew there were these Because you're not cultured. I, I am cultured. Thank you so much. But just the whole thing with, like, Joe Exotic's two husbands, but then the one accidentally killed himself. Yeah. And then the other one, both of them ended up turning out to not even be gay. They were just... Doing it for the drugs. Yeah, doing it for the drugs. And I mean, to be able to pet the cats and be involved with the cats. Yeah. And then the last remaining husband basically left him for a woman, the secretary, the secretary of GW of the zoo. zoo. But then after, after oh, Travis, is, after Travis accidentally killed himself, what was it? Two months? Two months. He started, two months, he started he dating a guy named Dylan and it was spelled the exactly. exact same way as mine. And we immediately, his name popped up. Dylan spelled D I L L O N. I we looked started at each other dying. Right away. I couldn't but believe like, it. But it's, you watch the service of Travis and you kind of start feeling bad. This was another just like beautiful part on the producers of the documentary of how, okay, you're watching the service of Travis and how sad Joe Exotic is. But then he just goes downhill into the conversation and talking about just such inappropriate stuff with Joe or Travis's mom just sitting right there in the front like of the yeah. service. Yeah. And then it shows this beautiful memorial that fans of the zoo had made for Travis with his like four-wheeler and stuff like that. And you <laughs> you hear Joe Exotic talking about Oh, I, every morning I come out here and I sit here and talk to Travis and smoke, and smoke cig. my cig. <laughs> well, and I think, I and think it's like, Oh, you start feeling bad for Joe. And then he's, Oh, now he's okay. He's going to smoke yeah. a cig with yeah. Travis. Okay. Well, I mean the documentary, it wraps it up really well with the fact that Joe started out his zoo with the right intentions yeah. of rescuing animals. And, and there's like videos of stop. him. Yeah. There's videos of him out there talking about conservation and talking about how he's supporting it. Yeah. And but he was just in for the love of came, the cats. What it came down to was money and greed. Yeah. First of all, feeding a tiger is very, very expensive. Oh, so gosh. when he wasn't able to pay the bills, he started doing those road tours to uh. do the pet, the cub pets. With yeah. the with people being able to touch the the cats and stuff, but more importantly, he lost his sense. He 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 was he lost his sense of purpose. Yeah. Because of the popularity that he came into. Yeah. With who he was as a character and the money and people just, were yeah. com- people were coming to the zoo not to see the cats they were coming to see him oh absolutely and, and the- they were trying to buy his merchandise and he was making this big thing i mean he then started running for to be governor or he <sighs> he and then he announced that he or sorry he first announced that he was going to be running for president of the united states <laughs> and got featured on a uh, late night show and they as a joke as a joke but he took it as hey i'm on tv i'm on tv 
And so that right there was his downfall in that the focus went away from the cats and went to him. Yeah. And that was just, that was what downplayed everything. Like that's exactly why he fell to where he is Yeah, it just broke, that the ending of the series, it broke my heart just seeing the love he had for the cats and then it shooting back to him when he had moved away from GW Zoo after Jeff Lowe had basically stolen the zoo from him. Of him just, they, them asking him like, do you regret some of the things that you did with the cats? And he says, absolutely. He says, I I started this with the love of the cats and, you know, preserving the cats. And it just, I just got greedy. And it, and the shots of him when he was younger, starting out talking about how like, he's just wanting to help them and stop the breeding of him. It just broke my heart. Yeah. Yeah. It, It was just so well edited. Yeah. Well, check it out for yourself. It's called The Tiger King on Netflix. Um, you can sign up for a 30-day free, free trial. This isn't a sponsored, <laughs> You'll watch this it isn't in, a sponsored podcast no. by Netflix at all. Um, but you can watch that series in two days. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or a night, yeah. if you would like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very well done. I'd highly suggest you guys go watch it if you haven't. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that, was, that was what we were going to talk about today. Yeah. We're we're enjoying quarantine life here on a Saturday. We woke up this morning and we're like, "Well, what was what are we doing today?" Yeah, what are we well, going to do today? It's that meme of, <laughs> "Good morning, what now?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll be doing a lot more of these. Um, you can watch. I forgot to mention at the beginning of this podcast, but <gasps> how dare you? Uh, make sure to check out the video version of this podcast on YouTube. Um, you can search the mangoes, um, and you can find us there and, and see us sitting on our couch right now. Um, we're trying to change up our spots where we do our podcast. <laughs> we're going to run out of spots very soon though. Yeah. Uh, if we, if we keep moving around, but yeah, check us out on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, um, and tell your friends about the, the mangoes podcast. We're, we're, we're enjoying it and, uh, we hope to do a lot more, but other than that, we will see you guys in the next episode. Oh my gosh, that was so dead-like. <laughs> With my hat on? With your hat and your tacos. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye.